Gavalt. Let's go. Today's daf is daf Yud Zayin, page seventeen in Maseches Rosh Hashanah, and we got up to the uh, third line of today's daf. But I would like to go back to to rebegin the the Bryce. So we're going to start again from the bottom of Tes Zayin Amud Beis to get our sixteen uh, B. Uh, we're up to the word Tanya, which is five lines from the bottom. We're going to restart this Brisa over here. Okay, Tanya, five lines from the bottom of 16b. Now, I want to give a little disclaimer. Today's daf is going to be one of the toughest dafin for me um, because there is so much I'm going to want to talk, like an hour on every three lines, and I'm not going to be able to, Okay. So just please be Michael me if uh, at some point something gets a hold of me and, and takes me off, off, off tangent. Uh, not really a tangent, but we go a little more in depth. But I will try my best to, in the time that we have, to uh, get through the daf. So, so much. Mamish, mamish, incredible stuff. Here we go. Time to learn the There are three groups of people. For the day of ultimate day of judgment, referring to Tchias Amesim. one of complete Sadikim. one of complete Rishonim. And then the middle group, yeah, the in betweeners. Now, the in betweeners, you should realize, is a pretty large group, right? Not just fitty fitty, right? Not just the people uh, on the line. We're to have Tzadikim Gemurim on one end, right? A polarizing picture. Rishon Gemurim on the other end, then like everybody between 2 and 99%, you know? Everybody else in between. So, Rishon Gemurim are written and sealed immediately for Chayoylam, for eternal life. Rishon Gemurim And we're going to learn on today's Daf, Daf Yud Zayin, exactly how Gehenim works for some people. Many of those people who are laying down will will uh, wake up uh, for uh, uh, eternal life and other people are going to be shamed um, eternally. Here's what happened with Bainanim. Alright? Everybody else who's not a Russia Gomor and not a Tzadah Gomor, what happens to other people if, unfortunately, they pass away without Tshuva? So, top of Yud Zion, so they go to Gehenim and then ultimately they come out of Gehenim. All right? And not only do they come out, ready? Eilim. Eilim. They cry, but Eilim. They have an Aliyah. They go up, they, en- they enter Gan Eden. Shinamar, as it says, this third group um, I put into fire, referring to Gehenim. They are like, you know, a silversmith. Right, a silversmith purifies silver. A goldsmith, um, you know, makes uh, removes the impurities from the gold. And such people will call out in my name, and I will ultimately answer their cries from Gehenna. What is the purpose of Gehenna? Chas v'sholem, Hashem never wants to hurt. It's not what Hashem does. It's not, Hashem's not this mean monster in Shemayim. If you do that, you're going to Gehenna. No, but Nebuch, unfortunately, we bring dirt on our. Nefesh, we bring dirt, and it needs to be purified. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu purifies it with Gehenna. And about this, Chana says, which by the way, Hashem does with Yisurim difficulties in this world too, right? It helps purify it. About this, Chana says, Hashem Hashem brings death, brings back to life, brings down. And Beisol and Beisol says, What does it mean? Rav Chesed, Hashem has tremendous kindness. Hakadosh Baruch Hu kind of pushes down towards the signs of kindness. I love when Hashem hears my voice. Okay, what are these verses telling us? Says Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel says it's not what happened. An average person does not go down to Gehenim to be purified. Rather, if a person has enough suchosim, okay, and you're kind of like, we'll call it, you're 51% tzaddik, you know what Hashem does? Hashem says, I'll add a little more to the scale. Yeah, you add a little... Yeah, you go you go uh, shopping in a in a nut store. Yeah, you're a good customer. Right? The guy puts uh, a little more. You know what I mean? Little, you know, give me the give me the crusty one. You know, I like the little bit more burnt. They know what you like. Because Baruch when he, he cares about us, says Baruch who makes sure it works out for the kinder. It works out for those who love him. 
Paisha Yisrael Begufa. This is what we got up to yesterday. All right, let's go. Paisha Yisrael Begufa. Those who are Paisha Yisrael, the purposeful sinners of, of Klai Yisrael Begufan who sin with their bodies. Now, let me ask you a question. This is a rhetorical question because the Gemara is going to answer this. What do you think it means that they sin with their bodies? Any takes? Forbidden relations, maybe. They acted upon any any action they want to do, right? You're going to find this fascinating. Paisha is a person who sins against Hashem purposefully with his body. I'm not telling you right now what it is because you're going to jump out of your seats. And the Paisha people who are Paisha with their bodies from the non Jewish people. They go down to and they go down for a maximum of 12 months. Which is why halakhically we only say Kaddish for 11 months. Because it is disrespectful to one's parents to give off a connotation that I expect that my mother or father is in Gehenim for a full 12 months. Everybody stops after 11 to show we're saying as much Kaddish as possible. We're elevating Hashem's name. We're also going to stop a month early to not give off a, because of this Gemara, to not give off any sort of impression that I'm doing this because my father is a Russian. Okay? Now, after 12 months, the body in the ground is completely, you know, is, uh, we know there's always the loose bone, but it's disintegrated. And the neshama has enough of it being burnt. And this, the burnt neshama now gets brought under the feet of the tzaddikim, which we'll see is actually a positive thing. You will step on the Rishon, the Tzadikim step on the Rishon, you eifer tachas kapais ragle, and they're going to be like ashes underneath the feet of the Tzadikim. Okay? So, meaning they're not going to be in Ganem anymore. They're not going to suffer. But there is going to be ongoing consequences, which we're going to keep talking about, and it's part of one of the places, it's too hard not to stop. We have, we have to realize, granted Hashem loves us, and granted, there's a maximum penalty over the Maisa. What the Gemara is sharing with us is a lost life is a lost life. If we didn't utilize our lives, there's nothing to do afterwards. You can, you could, if we do an Avera, the Seder. But to then go ahead and give us the, the bliss in Gan Eden that we never worked on experiencing in this world, it just can't happen. We can go to Gan Eden, but our Gan Eden is still going to be the picture that we painted of it in this world, right? It'll be like a valid excuse, but Lamaisa, we didn't accomplish that that beauty that we could have had for all eternity. We'll be in we'll be in Gan Eden. We'll have a chelik. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so what, so what I'm saying is that it's just an expression of telling us that eat, once you go out of Gehenna and realize there's still a loss that exists. You're in Gan Eden, and for each person, but it could be also repeated for one, someone goes to Gehenna for one day or one month. Correct. It's the same, same thing? Correct, because it, it's not all going to look the same in Gan Eden. Everybody's going to be different, but everybody's going to experience the little bit of loss that they created for themselves in this world will be felt in Gan Eden. Listen to this. Minim, you know what a min is? A min we usually translate loosely as an apikaris. We can't do that here because the, because it says a min, a miser, and an apikaris. So over here, a min obviously is different. Okay? So listen to this. Rashi says something so powerful. Rashi says, minim are people who twist around the words of Torah for their own agenda. A miser is somebody who gives over Jewish money to the government. You snitch to the government, right? About... Other Yidin, we'll call it. And an Apikiris, says Rashi, is somebody who who speaks negatively about Tamidei Chachamim. Somebody who doesn't have any sort of respect for Tamidei Chachamim. That's an Apikiris, as, as far in this context. Shekafru Batayra. And somebody who is Kaifer Batayra. He denies even a single word of Taira. Vishakafru Batchiasamesim. First, who denies Chiasamesim. Vishaperishim Batachi Tzibur. A person who separates themselves. From 
the tzibur, separates himself from being a yid. I don't want to have anything to do with yidin. I'm not a yid. I'm, uh, you know, I'm something else, right? They say, uh, uh, I, I got to throw this joke in. It's mamish kedai, right? This guy, this guy gets fed, fed up with anti-Semitism. So he goes to the priest. I shared this too many times. It's not even funny anymore, but I'll say it again. Guy comes to the priest and he says, uh, I'm fed up with anti-Semitism. I want to be a guy. Tells the priest, I want to be a guy. Yeah? So the priest says, I don't believe you. He says, no, I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm going to take my job seriously as a guy. The priest says, okay, I'll make you a deal. You stop eating gefilte fish Friday night, I'll make you a guy. But once you're a guy, you can't eat gefilte fish anymore Friday night. Say so the guy says, deal. All right. So the priest takes a little jug of water on his desk, a little cup of water. He, he sprinkles it on the guy, on the yid. He says, you're not a yid, you're a guy. You're not a yid, you're a guy. You're not a yid, you're a guy. Okay. He says, you're now a guy, go home. Okay. So the yid goes home. Friday night, he, Friday night, the priest wants to make sure this yid's not eating any gefilte fish. They have a deal, you know, deal's a deal. He walks by his house, he peeks into the window, and there's a yid sitting there at a Shabbos table after he converts to Christianity, eating gefilte fish. Yeah? Eating gefilte fish. So the priest breaks and he goes running into the house, and he says, you lied to me. You told me not eating gefilte fish. The yid says, I'm not. He says, but there's gefilte fish on the table. He's like, no, it's not gefilte fish. I learned from you. Before I started the suit, I picked up a cup of water and I sprinkled the fish. I said, you're not fish, you're chicken. You're not a fish, you're chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fight it. All right, here we go. Fine. So uh, people who separate themselves from, uh, from, the, from being in, yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with, with being in. And people who we're going to get into, um, but we'll translate it literally, are people who chitisam, they kind of made their stamp in the land of life. We'll explain soon what this is. A person who not only sins on their own, but they also cause other people to sin. You spread your avera. You encourage others to do the averas. For example, what did they do? What did they do? So we know the famous story of Yerav Benavot that he caused to break away and have their own Avedazaras in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael and not go near the base of Mikdash. These categories of people, these, anybody in these groups, starting from Minim, Minim, Meiser, Apikairis, Kaifer Batairas, Kaifer these people have longer than 12 months. Um, okay. Um, they're going to go out. They'll see those who are who are dead that that uh, that rebelled against me. That fire will continue forever. Gehenim kila, gehenim yeah, kila vehem enam kolim. Even if there comes a time where gehenim ends, they do not end their tsaris. Their gehenim like tsaris, meaning, however long as gehenim exists, they're going to exist and even longer. They don't come out. Shenemar v'turim mavale shoil v'chalkach lamali. Why? Are, the, are people in these categories punished so severely? Because they were the ones, listen to this, this is fascinating, they were the ones who destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. Okay? The Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, and because of people like this, Klal Yisrael has not been capable of getting ourselves back together to an extent, they're preventing us from rebuilding the base of Mikdash, so they're responsible for the constant tsaris that both HaKadosh Baruch Hu has of not having a house, and Klal Yisrael has. The Ein Zvul, Shanamar Mizvul Lai, because of the Zvul, the Ein Zvul Ala Beis HaMikdash, the Zvul is referring to the Beis HaMikdash, Shanamar, Bonai Benisi Bayis Zvul Lach, I have built a house of Zvul for you, Baleim Amrachana, Hanna says, Hashem, Yechatu Merivag, Hashem, those who argue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ultimately be crushed. Period. Okay. Let's keep talking about those in Gehenim. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Oven. Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Oven says, When people come out of Gehenim, it's still noticeable the blackness on their face. The same way when you cook in a pot, the bottom of the pot becomes black. Right? Even when people come out of Gehenim, people hurt. The scorch, meaning the, the hurt of Gehenim, like we explained before, the loss, even when I'm in Gan Eden, it's still noticeable that, that, I, that I went through this because I'm not going to have, as, if, I don't, if we don't do proper chew, we're not going to have that ultimate Gan Eden. 
and Rabbah says, and they are amongst the most uh, beautiful people of the name Mechuzah, the, the, the people of Mechuzah, they had apparently, uh, the Mepharsim explained, they lived in luxury, okay? And when people live in luxury, that's what very often causes Gehenim. It causes us to waste our time and be Mavato. The more, the more somebody has Mekarim Pnei Gehenim, and they're called uh, B'nai Gehenim. I just want to focus on something for a moment here. You see, such a fascinating responsibility. Um, B'nai Mechuzah is kind of a... Um, it's an example of somebody who's got everything going for them. And what's the Gemara saying? When somebody has everything going for them, there's more opportunity for reaching Gehenna. Right? It's a, it's a test. When a person, ha you know, how often in a person's life do we have the time to add to what we're doing? I don't know what, we have in, in America, we have a particular mindset, which is, like, you work, you work, you work, and then when everything's going well, what do you do? You retire. Not retire, you go on vacation for two weeks. Right? If things are going well, I'll, I'll take it easy, right? I'll relax. It's very interesting where there's kind of an expectation when everything's going well, so now there's an expectation to two wife more. You know, now there's, it's like B'nai Mechuzah. It's, it's okay, you're, you're growing, you know, you're living in a place of luxury. All right, so that's, that's good. So now you're, you, have a, you, have a, you have an opportunity to add. To do more as an Ebed Hashem, right? As opposed to, unfortunately, what very happens is for people like B'nai Mechuza, they slip back. And they, you know, we use that time. And now we're like, okay, I have time. So let me waste it. Let me do, you know, let me uh, lead Stavira. Amar Amar, the Tanatanath Basil, Amar Basil says, Barab Chesed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has abundant kindness. Mate Klape Chesed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu pushes the scales to the side of Chesed, right? That was Basil. Basil says that, you know what? If you're kind of a Bainani, Hashem says, you know, I'm not going to throw you down into Gehenim. We're going to tip the scales and put you straight into Ganeidim. What about the Pasuk that we quoted earlier that says that the middle group goes to Gehenim first? Right? You've got, uh, you got to be purified like silver and gold. It says, That's not a Paisha Yisrael. It says the, uh, those who are sin with their bodies. Remember, that was the expression we had earlier, and I asked, what does that mean? It says, You said that they have no Takana. They, they don't ever come out of Gehenim. Says the Gemara, listen to this. When it comes to most Averais, there's nothing to do. There's no Takana. There's no way to fix it up. But over here, when somebody's got 50% Averais and 50% Zchus. You know what Zchus means? It comes from the word Zach. Zach means pure. A zchus, when, you, when, when we have zchusim, it means that we, we, we have purification inside of us. Yeah? Purification. This buhunami of the Paisha Yisrael Begufan, and amongst them, so I'm 50-50, but amongst that 50-50, I sinned with my body. Then, it's not enough to be, to have that time in Gehenim, the Imlav, but if not, if a person does not have that Avera, with their body, okay, then the Rav Chesed, Mate Klapi Chesed. So if you're 50 50, but you don't have the Avera with the body, then Akadish Baruch Hu will eh, add a little extra nut to, to your, uh, right, to your um, order. Okay? Valeyam Amar David, and on this David Amalek says, Ahavti ki Yishma Hashem. Yep, Ahavti ki Yishma Hashem. That um, I love ki Yishma Hashem, that Hashem. Here's my tefillah. Starash Rava. Rava says, "My dechsev ahavti kishma Hashem." What does that mean? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be very sure. I'm not saying anything. When am I considered beloved in front of you? Is man shat eshmei akol tachnu noy? When you listen to my tefillah, it's alayziv liyashia. I was a pauper. I was poor. Veliyashia, and you saved me. Hashem saved me. Alpha pisha dala anim and amitzvahs. Even when we're not zayche, we don't have all the mitzvahs in our back pocket. Li no aleyashia. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are still fit, 
You love me enough, David Amelo says. Ah, what a Rabbi Yisrael we have. What a Rabbi Yisrael we have. That even when I'm poor in mitzvahs, HaKadosh Baruch still goes out of his way to see. All right, now let's explain. Says Gemara, we've been having this long conversation about people who sin with their bodies. What is that? So listen to this. Hold on to your seatbelts. Who's that? A person who bedavka. I'm putting that word in because that's what the Rishonim say. A person who purposefully, purposefully does not wear tefillin. I don't want the rabbinah shalaylam on my body. We're not dealing with somebody who didn't know about tefillin. We're not dealing with somebody who can't wear tefillin for various halachic reasons. We're dealing with somebody who says, Tefillin ain't for me. I know about it. I understand. I'm not, I'm not going near that. Okay? And how did the Goyim rebel against HaKadah? Because Baruch Hu says, wrap me around your body. You understand? That's going to what Rav Cliff said before. And that is Gili Arayas, people who sin, the, the Goyim who sin with their bodies with Gili Arayas. Um, it's so interesting that we don't list this for Kali Yisrael. Kali Yisrael is held to a different standard. It's a different standard. To talk about the, the forbidden relationships, that we put into the category for the guy. But a Yid is expected to live a life wrapped in the Ramayana Shalom. And if we show co- complete this thing, right, complete like lack of interest, in anything that has to do with that, so that's called you know, that, that for a year, That's called sinning with one's body. Unbelievable. Okay, What does that mean? What does it mean that there is fear in the land of life? You have a community leader who puts fear upon the congregation. What does it mean, Shloy L'Shem Shemayim? You know what this means? Because you want a job. You want a position. And in order to keep your position, what do you do? You smush everybody's face into the earth. It's not that you want people to serve the Rabbani Shloylem. You want people to serve you. Um, Rav Yudah Marav. Yudah says in the name of Rav. Anybody who brings Amy Yisera on the Tzibur, Shloy L'Shem Shemayim, not for the sake of heaven, will not see a child who turns out to be a Talmud Chacham. You hear this? People who fear him will not be seen. Uh, people who fear him, he won't see any Chachma in their hearts. Okay? You know what this means? Such an important message, such an important message in Chinuch, And that is, you can't let your kids do whatever they want. Rabbi Friend he tells over a story. He said this years ago. He said he was standing in Tov Pizza. In Baltimore, one of the, one of the uh, original pizza, kosher pizza shops in Baltimore, standing in line into a pizza, and there was a fellow in front of him, either a fellow or a woman, I don't remember what call, with a child. And at the pizza, they have a cup by the by the by the ordering. There's a cup with lollipops. Yeah, there's a cup of lollipops in it. That all the kids could take a lollipop while they wait for their pizza to be ready. You know, so I think uh, let's say it was a, a father and son. So the father says to the guy behind the counter, he says, do you mind just moving the lollipops so my son doesn't see it? So the guy behind the counter says, yeah, I do mind. There's a word in the English language called no. You could just tell your child no. <laughs> he doesn't. My friend's like, I'm not getting involved, but this guy had a point. You know what I mean? Like, like hey, kids, he's, he could be told no. You, our kids can't do whatever they want. But at the same, if, if you let your kid do whatever they want, forget it. You got no chance. Okay? But Lamaisa says the Gemara, if the way that you guide your family or anybody is by instilling fear, you could forget about it as well. You could forget about it as well. That is the least healthy thing for anybody to do something because they fear you as opposed to doing this because this is what the Rabbani Shalom wants. I can just tell you personally, Again, I share a story from my parents all the time, but I recall one particular instance where I was, I must have been already eight years old, nine years old, which is already like, you know, my parents never smacked me, never anything like that. But my mother asked me to do something. 
and I said no, and she asked me to do it again, and I said no, and she walked over to me, and she took my hand, she wanted me to, I think, fill up a cup of water, maybe for my father, I forget exactly what it was, she took my hand, and she brought my hand to the sink, and she filled it up with water, holding my hand, and she said to me, you don't need to do this because of me. You need to do this because that's what the Torah says. And she said, go bring it to Tati, please. That was it. Like, it's not like, you listen to what I say. No. You do it because that's what Rabbi wants. You have a mitzvah to do, of kibbutz, whatever it was. And she was training me. All right. So for me, at that time, I, still, I don't remember a lot of things from my people. There's some people who remember everything since they're two. I don't remember a lot of things. Baruch Hashem. I don't remember a lot of things. Baruch Hashem, I do remember a lot of things. Baruch Hashem, I don't remember a lot of things. Um, but something like that. You, you don't do it. A person who instills fear in their home and that's how you get people to do something, terrible. Terrible thing. And the, 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 the fear, a, a person who gets people to fear him, not, he's not going to see any chachma. You know what chachma is? What's wisdom? Racist chachma, yiras Hashem. Wisdom is the fear of Hashem. You want people to fear Hashem? Focus on their Hashem. Don't focus on your own comfort. Bisulam Bisul says Barab Chesed, abundant and tremendous kind, kindness. Mate Klapi Chesed, Kadosh Baruch Hu tips the scales towards Chesed. Says the Gemara, Hefi of it. How does that Kadosh Baruch Hu pull this off? When nobody's looking, he's like, ah, you know, you know, add a little weight to the good side, right? <laughs> How does that work? Rabbi Lezer says, Kaib Shai. Yeah, he pushes it down. It's Kaib Shai. Shinamar Yoshuv Yirachameinu, Yichpa Yishabayin Yisainu. Kadosh Baruch Hu pushes down. Aravainus, Rabbi Yisbuchin, Amr Yisbuchin, that says, Nice. No, it's not that he pushes down the side of mitzvahs, he lifts up the sides of the Averis, kind of like removes some of the Averis. Shinamar Nice, Avain, Ba'aver al Pesha. He lifts up the Avainus and he doesn't look at those Averis. Turn to Rabbi Shmuel, Mavir, Rishon, Rishon. He removed the first Averis that are there, the Chaynihi Hamida. And this is the midah of chesed that the Rabbanu Shalom, that the Rabbanu Shalom does. What this is saying in the Gemara is, it's not because Baruch Hu applies weight to the good side, nor is it because Baruch Hu lifts up the other side. Rather, because Baruch Hu just completely takes it off. As Baruch Hu sees, you know, as they're adding the bags to the scale. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look too good. So as the first ones go on, yeah, slide it, it's a little oily. You know, you slide it off. Yeah, slide it off. All right, we can start letting the rest go on. You know, but it's interesting, he removes the first one. Moves the first one, yeah. I think there's a there's a a beautiful uh, a beautiful message in the first. You know why? Because the first one sometimes we're not experienced enough to know to stay away from some things. You know, we need a little more a little more time, perhaps. I'm making this up completely, but maybe a person needs you know the first time we do it. I first cut cut somebody a little bit of slack. You know, just wait wait till like the guys are rang it on in his averes. You know, then then we'll take it seriously. Maybe I don't know. The sin itself is not gone. All right? A yid is very important. A yid cannot say the Rabbi Yisrael doesn't care. And it doesn't matter what I do. Because Hashem loves me anyway. You know something? Just because Hashem loves you anyway doesn't mean you can do what you want. Yeah? Because it can be put back on the scale. <laughs> be careful. Right? It's not like it's gone. But it's who tries to be nice. But... It could always go back on. It's, it's, it's there waiting on the side. Amar of Rabbah says, called Mavrami Daisa, beautiful Gubara. Yeah, we quote this very often during the Yom Nairam. Anybody who is Mavrami Daisa. Now, the basic translation of Mavrami Daisa means to forego what we call to be Mavater, to give in to others. The same way we were Mavater to others, HaKadosh Baruch was Mavater even if we don't deserve it. But really, that's not what Mavrami Daisa means literally. Mavra means passes over their midos. It can be anything. If I have a mida of anger and I'm mavir al-midaisav, or I have a mida of Lashon Hara, and I'm mavir that mida, I work on that mida, I pass over that mida, that's also mavir al Right? I, I, right? Famous Rabbi Saul Salanter. Where, Chazanish also, who says Third, third name, third, third, the charm. Vilna Gaon said, I believe, that a person was put into this world to break their midas. More than anything, right? To work on our midas. That's how Gizbar put us in the world. We have certain traits, and we're here to, to focus on that. 
person of Abraham Medezi Gash cleans him, overlooks. Overlooks his Averish and Amar Naisi Avain Vaiver Al Pesha. Let me Naisi Avain, who does the Kadish Barahu look over their Averish, Lamisha Iver Al Pesha, a person who overlooks the Averis that are done against him. Okay? And in our time there's already books put out by art school and many, many biographies and stories about people who are Mabar al and they, they bring about the, the and somebody wrongs them. They don't respond, and they bring about tremendous Yeshua's. Tremendous Yeshua's. I can't tell you how many stories. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's kedited, even though we know this so much, to just share that, that Muna in this idea is such a powerful zach, where a person humiliates me, a person hurts me, a person does this, whatever it is, and I don't say something, and you give somebody a bracha to have health, who was sick, you give somebody a bracha to find the shidduch, you give somebody a bracha, whatever it is, and that bracha, that, that, that bracha takes hold. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing how many, you know, how, how big of a segula this, uh, this taka is. If Hunabed Yeshua became sick, all over a popular shulia, they get ready for this story. And I'm just going to say, um, this is not, uh, this is not the way to be Mavakar Chayla uh, usually. Okay, but here's what happened. Rebuda went, Ravuna was son. Ravuna was son. Ravuna was sick. Ravuna, the son of Rabbi Shu, was sick. All of Rav Shulia, Rav Papa went to visit him. Ask about him. Chazye de Cholish Le'oma. And Rav Papa saw that Ravuna had one foot in the grave, the other one a banana peel. Omar Lehu, so he said, Sevisule Zivadda. Go get a Tachlichim. Yeah? Say, go get, got no chance, we got to start preparing for Ulubai. Besoif Itbach. And guess what happened? Yeah, he got better. He got better. So now we had a little bit of an issue. Having Mechsef for Papa the Mechsef. So Rav Papa, who told everybody to go get the Tachrichim, now has a fully healthy person, Ravuna, next to him, and he's a little embarrassed. Okay? So Amar Lehi, my chazis. He said to Ravuna, what'd you see? You know, like what happened? Amar Amar Lehu, in Hachi Have, he says, by the way, you were right when you said to get my Tachrichim. And I was on my way up to Shemayim, but I heard a Kaddish Baruch Hu say, It is. Since he doesn't stand up for his rights, and he's, he's not always mocked on his rights, what people do to him, so I'm not going to give him a strict judgment. Save my life. Save my life. The fact that I'm not mocked on people. The leftover of his nachla, of his heritage. Amar of Acha Brachanina, Alya the Kaitzba. There's an Alya, which is a tail, the Kaitzba, but there is a thorn inside the tail. Okay? Meaning, what's a tail? A tail is, is very fatty. People like fatty things, but people don't like thorns. He says there's something gishmak here, but there's a problem with it. Okay? That's the expression. The she'eris nachlosay, because what is she'eris nachlosay? The leftover of his heritage. It means v'loy lachol nachlosay, but it doesn't work for all of the nachla of klaisol. What does that mean? Top of Amud Beis lemisha mesim atzmai kishirayim. You know, you know when this works, when a person makes himself like shirayim. What shirayim? What shirayim? Leftovers. Leftovers, right? A leftover cholim on uh, on Sunday that. Uh, most people in the family don't want to look at, but maybe uh, a man or two are uh, excited to eat. You know the difference? They say the difference between a kailzai and a yeshiva bacher. The difference is yeshiva bacher eat cholent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Kailzais eat cholent Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's a, you get all the leftovers, <laughs> right? But shirai, nobody's excited about the shirai, right? You want the you want the good. When a person treats themselves like shirai, I'm like. It's not Kumpnir. It's not, it's not coming to me. You know, there's a, gab, a gabai walks over to a guy in shul, a visitor, and he says, he says, uh, I want to give you Hamishi. What's your name? The guy says, Where I come from, only the Prostabalabatim get Hamishi. Like the low lives, only they get. The gabai says, Yeah, in our shul also. What's your name? <laughs> you know? You're expecting more, you know. You say, yeah, you make yourself like Shirayim. 
you know, you, 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 you're not, it's, it's not cooking here, you'll be okay. Because broker says, all right, you, you, you know, you're not so uh, into yourself. Well, uh, we'll be Michael. Ravuna Rami, Ravuna says, in all of his ways, he's a chassid in all of his actions. In the beginning, we start out like tzaddik. Tzaddik means, remember, tzedakah. I've shared this. Tzedakah means justice. In the end, HaKadosh Baruch Hu initially created this world that things should run, you know, to the T. And then eventually he saw, you know, it's difficult for humanity. So now, now with the HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the world as chesed. You, why do we do chesed for people? Because they deserve it? No. You do chesed because you want to do chesed. Even if they don't necessarily deserve it. And that's how Hashem runs the world. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar asked a contradiction. Hashem does exactly what we do. Well, does Hashem do kindness, which is above and beyond what we're worthy of? Or is it tit for tat? The answer is, same thing we said before. Initially, ultimately, Hashem says, uh, once the, once the, uh, you know, the accounting starts, and Akash Baruch is like, hey, listen, Tenle ain't uh, making it right now. It doesn't look too good. So then, Akash Baruch deals with that person or community or world in a way of Chesed. Ilfi, va'amrile ilfa. Ilfi, and some say it was another Yid by the name of Ilfa, Rami, asked a contradiction. Ksiv v'rab chesed, uksiv emes. Does the Kosh deal the world with a lot of chesed or emes? Betchila v'emes, ubasai v'rab chesed. Right? Another way to understand this idea. Starts out as emes, ends up as rab chesed. Okay. Vayavra Hashem vayikra. What does that mean? Hashem passed in front of Maish Rabbeinu and he called out, Amr Abiyechanon. If this pasuk would not have been written, it would have been an impossible thing to say. For us to say this on our own, what does that mean? Put on a talis, like a shliach tibor. What's the difference between a chazan and a shliach tibor? So I'm not talking about in halacha. In halacha, chazan's called one thing. Usually, chazan's the leader of the shul, chazan haknesses, sometimes kashamish. I'll tell you in American terms. I'll tell you there's in a chazan and a shliach tibor is a chazan is somebody who gets up to the amud to stand on an island and put on a performance. That's a chazan. A shliach tibor is somebody who's there on behalf of the tibor. You sing the songs the tibor is comfortable with. You go at the pace the tibor is comfortable with. You're there because. Because the Tibor wants you there. So Achazan's there because he wants to be there. And the Tibor is there because the Tibor wants him to wants him to be there. There's a nafkamina. There's a difference between the two. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put on a talis like a Shliach Tibor. The Herod of Maisha said HaTvila and he showed Maisha the Seder HaTvila. Okay? He showed him how to say the Yud Gimomidas Rachamim as part of davening Amr Lai. Hashem said to Maisha, Kol's man she Yisrael Chaitim, Yase Lefonai Kaseder Azev Ani yeah, if you ever need to cleanse twice all the Averas, you say, Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachem, Bechanon, Erech, Apayim, Rav Chesed, Ba'emes, Leitzaches, La'alav, Leitzaches, Befesha, Atov, Anake. We mentioned these attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and by us realizing these attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that helps bring the, the um, cleansing, so to speak. Hashem, Hashem. Why do you say Hashem, Hashem? Why do we say the name twice? You ever thought about that? Hashem, Hashem, listen to this. Before you do an Abiram, you're God, and after you do Abiram, you're God. You ain't going nowhere. A yid could try to run away. You ain't going nowhere. Because Baruch says, I still got my eyes on you. Kel Racham Machanu, number of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Bris Krusa There is a agreement, a promise made about these 13 attributes. She'enum Chayzrim Rekam. That when you say the Yudgim Amida is to never, the Tzvila is never returned without a response. Shenemar hine hanaychi kairis bris. Yeah? After the Yudgim Amida Srachmim, the Pasuk says, hine hanaychi kairis bris. We have a bris. Amr Vichin Vichin says, Gedele tshuva shemekara'as gezardina yishel odom. Tshuva completely tears up the decree against a person. Now, we're not dealing with a good decree. There's many types of decrees. We have a good one. We're dealing here with a bad decree. Shanemar, as it says, Hashmi Neva Oma Zeva Ozna Bachvi Bena Bosha. 
these people are hashmin, they're getting fat on their hearts, their ears are hard, uh, they're hard from hearing, and from their hearts understanding, and then, and it will be healed. Meaning, when we do Averis, you know what this does? It hardens, it hardens everything that we have, everything that we're made of. That's what Avera does. It kind of like, you know, it, it, it makes us, uh, it, it makes us, yeah, it's callous. It's, it's, it makes us not feel the Rabbanisha. Right? We're not feeling the Rabbanisha, you know, in, in our zikh, in our essence. But when we do tshuva, we regain that feeling. Maybe that's only once there is a gazardin, but once there is a gazardin, how do you know tshuva works? Once Hashem decrees something, how do I know I could change that with tshuva? Amar lei, Abai said, v'rafa likes it. V'rafa means, so the, by the way, the word refuah, we translate that feeling, it really means to loosen up. Okay? It's interesting. To loosen up. What needs, what can be loosened up and healed? Have Referring to a bad decree. Even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a decree, there's always that opening available. For tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you do tshuva, this decree is out the window. It's gone. Meisvei, they asked a challenging question. If you do tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that's been a time, in between. In between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Meichel Lai, you have a mechila. You could bring all the carbonates in the world. It doesn't matter. Once you pass Yom Kippur, it doesn't matter. You can bring all the carbonates in the world. What's carbon? Wanting to do tshuva. No, you're making a mistake. No question. Listen to this. Ready? If a person is on their own, so then we got to be concerned that Yom Kippur sealed it. But when you connect yourself to a community, a community can easily get rid of any evil decree against it. Meisvei. That's a challenging question. The eyes of Hashem are constantly on Eretz Yisrael, so to speak. Sometimes it's for good, and sometimes it's for ra. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu's eyes are always on our shoulders. There's a beautiful story. The Bayana Rebbe, Shlita, Rebbe of Bayan. He went on a, oh, just a couple years ago, he went on summer vacation to Switzerland. And from, he lives in Eretzishol. He went to Switzerland. And on the flight, he was traveling with all his Hasidim, you know. And when they flew over the Swiss Alps, as they're flying over Switzerland, you know, that. so all the Hasidim look at him like, Rebbe, Rebbe, you know, and he was just engrossed in his learning. Engrossed, he wouldn't take his, he says, well, the Swiss Alps, the you know, there's a bracha you can make on the mountain ranges, whatever. He wasn't, he just, he, he just kept learning. He didn't, he didn't want to see the Alps. He didn't, he was learning tired. Fine. They have a beautiful vacation for a few days, whatever, a week, I don't know how long it was. They go back there to Israel. He's learning the whole way on the plane. They land in Eretz Yisrael, and they had a chartered bus to take them back. I think he's in Ashdod, I'm not sure where he lives. And the entire bus ride from the airport back, he was just staring out the window. Wasn't learning a word on the bus. And when he got back, so one of the, one of his chassidim asked him, he said, you know, Rebbe, bus up, come to the Swiss Alps, you don't have time for this. You got to learn, you know, and it comes to, you know, the whole bus ride, it was a, a couple hours, you stared at the window, and the, and the, the Vayana Rebbe says, he says, listen, it says, Tamid Ene Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always looking at Eretz Yisrael. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if Eretz Yisrael is important enough for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to look at it, I want to see it too. Eretz Yisrael is more impressive to me than the Swiss Alps. Okay, you could ask Kasha, people do, oh, what do you mean? You, you can make a bracha. Okay, I don't know, maybe he saw the Swiss Alps later. I don't know. But the message is clear. The message is clear, the, you know, about the chashivas of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. Be it as it may. Because Baruch Hu's eyes are always in Eretz Yisrael. Sometimes the type is on Zerah. Eatim the type of Ketzad. How is it good for sometimes? Hare, Shai Yisrael, Rishon, Gavurim, Bresh, Hashanah. Chas, Vashalem, Kai, Zol, complete Rishon, Rishon. 
therefore, what's a paskin? We're not going to have a lot of rain. There's going to be a little bit of a drought. And we do tshuva during the year. So, so there's already a decree. Hashem can't bring more rain. You know what Akash Baruch Hu will do? Akash Baruch Hu will say, you know what? I decree there should be minimal rain. But I'm going to make sure that minimal rain is brought down at the most fertile times on the part of the land that Mamashi is meaning. It's not going to lay, it's not going to rain in the middle of Yerushalayim. Originally in the decree, there was going to be, you know, a little bit of rain all around there to stroll, not enough. Yeah, because Klai Shotor. Akash Baruch Hu says, you know what? You're doing true, but here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. There's going to be a little bit of rain everywhere. I'm going to take a little bit of rain in Yerushalayim where, like, there's no fields. I'm going to bring that over and put it over the farmers who cut Shemitah. You know, Baruch will take all these rains, all this, and make it turn out to be a, to, to be a, a beautiful bracha. Hakolofi Aris, whatever the land needs. Itim l'rakets, that house sometimes bad. Haresha Yisol, think Gemurim Roshan, if Kali Yisol, unfortunately, not unfortunately, if Kali Yisol are zaycha, to be tzadik in Gemurim Roshan, and ah, it's going to be a fertile year. Lots of rain. We start doing abiris. Because will not remove the rain. There's ready a decree. Because Baruch will make the rain not work out. The bracha will come down in the not in the proper time. It's going to be on land that is not needed. Uh, um, yeah. It says the Gemara. One second. The type of meal the kara ligzar dinayu. Um, the bottom line is, why is it, according to this Bryce, here's the question. We said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the community will tear up a gzera. But over here you see HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't tear up a gzera. He'll just make it a little more, more or less opportune. Right? But to tear a gzera, even on behalf of a community, HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't do that. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara, shiny hasam de efshar behachi. This is very interesting. You know what I mean? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a gzera on a community, and it's possible to keep the gezerah and still make it a bracha, Hashem will do that. But if there's a particular gezerah where there's no way to make it good, then HaKadosh Baruch will completely tear up the gezerah. That's the difference between the previous statement and the one we are, uh, and, and this uh, b'risa concerning HaKadosh Baruch manipulating the rains, bein l'tayva, bein l'rat. Tashma, come and listen. The sailors. The sailors who are out in the big vast oceans, they see the Maisei Hashem. You see Akadosh Baruch out in the oceans, unbelievable, the power. And the, the, he spoke and the winds uh, lifted up the waves. And they cried out to Hashem. To, to remove the difficulty of the ocean and Yaidi Lashem Chasle Vigaymer, give thanks to Akadish Baruch Hu, Osalem Simanim, and you could put signs uh, about these Psukim, Ka'achim Arachim Shabbatayra, like the words Ach and Rak in the Torah. Right? When you find the word Ach, you find the word Rak, there's always a particular drusha to, uh, to be made from these Psukim. What's, what, what's going on over here with the sailors and the ocean and this? What's going on? Says the Gemara, says the Bryce, Leimar Lecha to teach you, to say to you, Tzaku Kaidem Gazardin, Nanim. If we cry out before the Gazardin, then a Kaddish will answer us. Tzaku Laakar Gazardin, Ainanan. So you see that even when you have a Tzibur, what's the Tzibur? Everybody on the ship. Once there's a Gzaira, it doesn't change. Says the Gemara, Haninamik Yechidin Dam. No, a ship is not considered a Tzibur. Yeah, you need more people. You need more people than just a ship. Okay. One last price for today. Tan Rabban, Tashma, come and listen. She'ela Beloria Hagiyiris S. Rabbi Gamliel. Beloria the Giyiris, the convert, asked a Shaila to Rabbi Gamliel. Ksiv b'tayraschem. It says in the Torah, Asher lo yisa ponim. It says that Kaddish Baruch Hu does not show any sort of favoritism. Kaddish Baruch Hu is impartial. Uksiv yisa Hashem panavilecha, and it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu has favorites. Klal Yisrael. Ooh, contradiction in the Torah. Does Hashem have favorites or not? Nitfalo Rabbi Yisi Akayin. So Rabbi Yisi Akayin started talking to her. Okay. Now, 
Who'd she ask? Rabbi Gamliel. Who's responding? A cutting. Simcha, get ready for this. Who's, who, who gives the bracha? The bracha Shem Yishmeracha? Kayin. Right? Listen to this. So the Kayin speaks up. And he says, Amar Loha, Em Shalacha Mashal. Let more, really, Lach, I'll give you a Mashal. Lamad Dabar Daimah. What does Amatullah Adam Shanai say? Bechavirei Maneh. A person who somebody owes him a hundred dollars. The Kabbalah is Mamma Pnei Amalech. And they got to be paid up. So they come to court, they come to the king. And the person who owes the money, the person who owes the money swears in the name of the king okay, that he's going to pay. He doesn't pay. So now the king's upset. You swore in my name and, you're, you're, <laughs> and, and you didn't even follow through. So now he's got to calm down the king. The king says, listen, my embarrassment, I'll be Michael. You still got to pay up. You got to pay back. So too, when does Hakadosh Baruch Hu continue to favor Klal Yisrael? When it comes to things between man and Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You know something? You did not bear against me. I could be Michael that part." But something that is Hakadosh Baruch Hu will not show any sort of favoritism between the two. Rabbi Akiva made, and Rabbi Akiva ultimately came along and he taught There's a difference between before the Gemar Din, Hashem um, shows favoritism and afterwards he's exact with the punishment. This is a question of what we said before, because before we said that for the Tzibor, not, says the same same thing. Yeah, maybe over here, Rabbi Akiva is talking about Biyachid, that when there's already a decree against the Yachid, then once there's a Gzardin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not show favoritism, but by Yitzibor, perhaps we continue to do so. Tomorrow, we will pick up from Ugzardin the Yachid on the second line, and we will continue on this topic for the next uh, half a Amur or so, and tomorrow we've got another fascinating uh, further topics as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.